It's hot in Phoenix, isn't it? That's what they say. Unusually I've, hot for this time of year. We know this kind of heat, though. I know, I know. Last year, it felt unusually oppressive, but I think it was all the, and you know, just everything that was going on that I talk about constantly. COVID. You just can't stop talking about COVID. I can't stop COVID. talking about I'm still coming out of it. I'm still coming out. But I have a, a nice story about my next um, adventure to Costco. But long story short, I mean, it is like the elephant in the room, and it is hotter than I care to deal with. And every year I think, how many years am I going to live here through this? And then it turns into November, and I'm so happy to be yeah, here. Yeah, the winters are nice. Yeah, but I just wanted to acknowledge that elephant because it's – troubles me and I was driving over here and I don't know it's like it was like driving on the coast through fog I'm not sure what I was breathing but the air inversion or whatever's happening is horrible the temperature inversion yeah they say there's a, a big pr- a high pressure oh it was really system that is clobbering us at the moment but they all everyone's talking about California no one wants to talk about it. poor old Arizona of course Ari- I guess California is running out of water so I guess it's a little more important over there I hope we don't I've heard rumors I've heard- mm-hmm. of an aquifer below phoenix yeah i've heard that we'll be okay so if we if we you know if the colorado runs dry or someone steals it from us uh we can tap into that aquifer and have 100 years of water or you can water your lawn for a week i have no lawn to water but i'm trying to do my part having a lawn in phoenix is just dumb it is i'm sure i'm gonna offend a bunch of people by saying that but why that's not the landscape you moved into no it's not the midwest why is grass so great well, grass isn't great, and it's just a lot of maintenance. It can be very nice, but only if you have the water for it. I don't know. I don't know it, why people want to change their environment so drastically. They want to make it like uh, someplace in New York or I don't know where. They want to make it some other place. This is, You live in Phoenix now. Embrace it. Exactly. Exactly. Just don't dump a bunch of gravel on your front yard either. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it for five minutes. Is that too much to ask? Uh, it's just hot, and I just I angst every year for no reason, and you know. That no, I think you just explained why. It's the heat. The heat gets to you. Mm-hmm. It does. It gets to me too. I mean, I I go I try go riding every weekend, and this weekend, uh, you know, the low for Sunday is going to be ninety one degrees. So at four a.m., it's going to be ninety one degrees. Right. So by the time I get out, and you know, I usually go for a three hour ride, it's going to be probably hundred degrees, which you know. I can deal with, but it's a little bit hot. It's a little bit hot. It's like... So I, 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 may, I may skip the ride this weekend. I would. Well, don't en- don't encourage me. <laughs> I would skip the ride any day, but um, this weekend for sure. <laughs> for sure. But no, it's almost like I experienced seasonal affective disorder during the summer. Even right, but that's sunny. based on lack of sun. I know, but it's like, it's the inversion. It's yeah. kind of like the upside down and Stranger right. Things. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's my version. Do you watch that show? I did. That's a little bit surprising to me. It's not Korean. <laughs> oh, speaking of Korean, oh my I have a story. god! Why did I? Why did I say Korean? You opened the door, man. You opened <sighs> the door. I know it's my okay. fault. We know everyone knows. That I went to Costco and I I went by myself this week. Maybe, we, maybe we should broadcast from Costco. I think we could. I mean, I'll call them. We just go in the back. There's one little space back by the beverages that is pretty quiet. Right. I wonder if they let us do that. Oh, oh, oh! We're supposed to ask for permission. Well, I would think. I don't know. I'll follow up on that. Now, what is this? We be a, the renegade, the the underground podcast. The underground sneaking around. Yeah, from like the, behind the toilet. Yeah, paper what do they something? call that? Ra- with the radio stations that were uh, illegal radio stations. There's a term for that. I don't know. Pirate radio stations. We can pirate. Do the pi- pirate podcast. Oh, we could and just like set up real quick, like behind. <laughs> or that, just walk around. Do walk around. So get kicked we, out. We could actually just plug 
my fancy microphone has uh-huh. a USB connection, so I can USB C connection. I can plug that directly into my phone and record on my phone. That'd be so awesome. So we could just walk around, you know, holding our microphones and recording on our phones. Oh, that's. I think we should try it. Microphone. That's just took on a whole different meaning for me. I think we should do it. I think that's crazy. It's, good, it's one thing to talk about it like this, but don't actually do it. It's, you are crazy, Catherine. The difference between you and me is that mm-hmm. I have these crazy ideas, but I don't do them because I know that they're crazy. You seem to not have that wall. You have your ideas and then you just do them. I know my filter is oh. very low. It used to be higher. I you guess, and Steve the Jobs, you you're just crazy. I know. If only I made his money. But anyway, I, I went to Costco by myself. And then afterwards, I thought, you know, I don't have anything really that needs to chill out that much. So I'm going to run in really quick to Seoul Market, my absolutely favorite Korean grocery oh store. God, I've Korean shopped there store. for okay. years, for years. And during the pandemic, of course, you know, I didn't go out of my house for a year. And so I put my mask on because like people were walking out wearing masks. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And I was just so happy to be back. And the the guy, you know, I'm, I don't know if he knows me, but the women know me because I would ask them questions like, how do you make jajamyang? What do I need for blah, blah, blah? I tried to make my own kimchi. It's what a is, long what story. What is blah, blah, blah exactly? I don't, I don't know that it's one. Is just that like this a chicken Korean, based? like side dish. Okay. But um, anyway, I walked in and they have like this little area where they cook and it's right off the section with the kimchi. And one of the women walked around and she was holding these pancakes that she she makes, which are lovely. And she saw me (laughs) and her eyes got kind of teary and she got a little emotional and she said, oh, my gosh. And she wasn't going to go in for a hug or anything. That would have been weird. But she said, I have thought of you a lot over the past year. I wondered if you were okay." And she goes, how's your dad? Because my dad would go in there and she'd give him like little cookies. She goes, how's how's dad? So he's doing well. Thanks for asking. And it was this poignant, really beautiful interaction. And she said, she goes, and every time I made these pancakes for the last year, I've thought of you and I've wished you well. And I was so moved by that. It was so beautiful. And I thought, thank you. You just never know whose heart you're in, who's thinking of you. And that little bit of energy could have just gotten me through some of those days. I didn't know. And those pancakes, too, probably. And those pancakes. And <laughs> she just threw them in my bag. And I was so happy. And so thank you, like Soul Market, and anyone who listens to this podcast. It's at 43rd Avenue, just south of Dunlap. And it's just this little kind of tiny store that doesn't even look like it's open half the time. And it's a lovely family. And they have everything you'd need for Korean. And they're just beautiful people. And it just just made me feel good again about people because I've been so jaded about well, this whole situation. It's a nice foil to your Costco encounter with a meat guy. Exactly. So different. And so that's all I wanted to say. Does she have a knife as well? She had no knife. She was just wearing a mask and cooking her pancakes. Do the Koreans hug much? I don't know. Because I, 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 I definitely so. would be into a culture that doesn't hug much. I'm not much of a hugger. I don't think they're much of huggers. Plus, I, I, would, I would imagine that the, she has an advantage since the Koreans have been masking up for like 15 years. Right. Uh, and I say that because, you know, Asia basically responded to, was it SARS? One SARS, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they figured out that masking was a good thing. So they've been doing it for a lot longer than we have. Yeah, exactly. So they, they're probably better recognizing. Right. And I didn't feel uncomfortable in there. And I didn't feel uncomfortable touching things. And, you know, like you kind of wonder. Don't touch. But I mean, I only touch what no I touch. purchase, but you know what I'm saying. But anyway, I just wanted to share that because I thought it, it really, it just warmed my my heart a bit, and I thought it was a very sweet story. And I'll probably go there after this and, it's and Korean. grab some stuff. And it's Korean. Great. So we also want to talk about Twitter for some reason. Is is Twitter important to you? 
I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what we can flush out. We had talked about social media. Maybe we should just flush it. Flush it? Yeah. You yeah. just flush it out, and I, I was thinking, oh, I pick up on that and just flush the whole thing. <laughs> okay. No, <that's>, okay. <laughs> please continue. No, no. I, you, we had, you were at one point, you were a Twitter star. After we talked about, we talked last time about like social media, and we're like, oh, we'll talk about it later. And oh, one well, more thing. Well, hang on. We didn't really talk about social media. I just went on and on about TikTok. And then we talked about maybe talking about social media. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought we'd just come full circle. I, you know, I used to be quite active on Twitter back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just got scary. And then I, I just wrote this long like Twitter rant and I opted out of Twitter. You can't quit Twitter. And I thought I deactivated my account, but evidently I didn't because I found my old password and I was able to get in. I think it takes a lot to get out of the social media. Yeah. Sites. And my stuff was all there. And I'm like, no wonder people were coming at me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I was all political. It was so rooted in that time. And I was really surprised by my, um, God, by my candor and some of the anger and some of the stuff I would just, it's good that I got off. And so I spent probably a couple hours last night trying to reconnect with the, the platform. And I really couldn't remember how to use it. And I was on my <laughs> Mac. It's and it was a, different. A pretty simple interface. Well, it used to be simple, simple interface. My complaints with Twitter. Well, so how many followers did you did you have when, I had in 2018? Wow. Like 3,000? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh. I thought it seemed, well, I'm down to like 1,000 and change right now. But I haven't been on the platform. For, and I don't know why they're still following me. Well, it's easier to follow than to unfollow, yeah, especially so, if you're not making any noise. The only people I unfollow are the people that are making noises that I don't like. So if oh. you're not making any noises, I won't unfollow you. Well, I think I'm going to unfollow everyone and start over again. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to follow Subrand. I'm going to follow <laughs> Patricia Arquette because I just love her. And I'm going to follow probably my friend Cheryl. But That's Patricia it. Arquette, I mean, I know her as an actress. She's an activist, oh, too. Okay, I, yeah, I liked her I'm just a little stuff. bit skeptical. I mean, I don't want to use too broad a paintbrush here but strikes me that actors aren't necessarily the smartest group of people i don't care i just like her okay that's fine she's cute she's cute she's very cute so anyway so i spent a good deal of my evening trying to remember how to use it it was a different i used to do it on my iphone and i was now on the imac and it looked everything looked different it was funky i couldn't quite whatever then i started reading through stuff and i'm like god how do i don't want to see all this old crap and so I started untweeting all these retweets. And I'm like, why the hell would I even retweet this? And it was weird. And then there were things that I wrote that I'm like, Ugh, I got to delete this. Oh, don't delete. You're deleting so, history. I want to delete history. I know, but it's, I don't like that. I, I think if you write it, you should just leave it there. It's like if you write something down in a journal, you don't. people don't go back to their journals and tear up whole pages of their journals. Oh, well, <laughs> Catherine raises her hand. Okay, some people want to rewrite history. That's fine. Well, so I just like a fresh start. And I actually thought, I thought maybe I should just leave this alone and just start a new Twitter. I don't know. I, I think it's good to reclaim your past. Accept who you were and accept who you are. Right. Well, it wasn't super negative. It was just not where I'm at now. And I really don't want to spend a lot of time. You know, it was so rooted in the political stuff at the time and the mm-hmm. hashtag resistance and all that. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so over that. And I'm sure Twitter is over it, too. I don't know. I didn't really see what people were writing about. Well, I'm glad you're not resisting anymore. That'll make my job a lot easier. <laughs> I just, I was just so into that and just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And there were a lot, there was a lot of, of Twitter stuff. So were you replying to individual people or just uh, general trends? I think just general trends. Okay. That's better. Don't get into it on, with people on Twitter because first of all, you unless you know who the people are, you, you don't know who the people are and they're probably just 
not being the same people that they would be in in real life. So right. you're, you're dealing with you're dealing with a side of someone who doesn't really exist in the real world, only online. Right. Anytime there's anonymity, people are less of who they really are and more of something else, either positive or negative, whatever. But I felt like that was the case with Twitter. Yeah, that, I mean, you that's know, well, it's, it's well known that people are much more violent in their speech uh, in the anonymity, yeah, anonymity of Twitter. Right. I found my last Twitter rant, and I was just like, and then I ended the my whole thing. And I thought I deactivated, but it was out there. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I said all this? I, sh- I guess I should follow you. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it is crazy. I did delete a lot of it. I just didn't want to see all that crap. I'm not, I think I'm a minimalist. I'm a closet minimalist. I do like to clean stuff up. And I thought I just want to have like two people I'm following or three. And I just want to like not see all this old shit. And I just want to like focus on what we're doing now and just focus on art and get away from some of the, you know, that drama, that political, because it was so heavy and was so negative. And yeah, but it's part of your past. It's yeah. Or, it's and a lot or, of the it, stuff that we were concerned about happened. I mean, the. Uh, yeah. January 6th happened and people were talking about it losing democracy and it was so and I was reading it and I was just oh I was just pulled right back to 2018 and I'm glad I took a break for three years yeah that makes sense so that's all I wanted to say about Twitter but what do you I mean what do you think of the platform tell me your your thoughts James it depends on how you use it it can be obviously it can be very toxic everyone knows I mean I think everyone should know at this point that there are many rabbit holes which you can fall down and the social media platforms want to actively push you down those, those rabbit holes because that means more engagement for them, right. which means they get to show you more ads, which means they get more ad, ad revenue. So mm-hmm. they are, you know, they're selling out American democracy and American stability for ad dollars. That's mm-hmm. basically what it comes down to. Because study after study shows that uh, people will engage with things online that make them angry more than things that make them happy. Right. And that's probably why initially I had so many followers. And it's like, and you're just in that mix and, and following all those, the hashtags and everything at the time. And I was, you know, some of it was cool. I found some poetry that I had written. Which was interesting that mm. I published on there. Just did you did you keep that or did you delete? I did. I, oh, good. I, the one that I found, <laughs> there was one. One. I think. Uh, that doesn't really count. You, know, you have to have a couple before you really. Anyway, so my point being, mm-hmm. if you engage with the platform on your terms, uh, I engage the, with these platforms on my terms. Oh, right. And so I, I I follow a handful of people on Twitter. So that's the thing I don't understand with people following like a thousand or five thousand people I how can you see anything of, of what they put on up there if you're following a fa- you can you can never get through it well you don't I, I follow I think 20 people and most of them are writers or artists or things that uh, you know are, are in, of interest to me but also carefully curated so that they're not stupid people right not, yeah I just me. um Exactly. So I was just going through and I'm just unfollowing a lot of the stuff and some of the people I don't think were even active I was just like intermittently going into their feed they've changed their names but their new names mm-hmm. came up like right. I was found and so everyone and I'm still who I was I started a new account for Subrant and I will say this Twitter always finds a way to piss me off okay just what happened with that because I, I subbed to that I was super happy when I went in to set up the account and mm-hmm. I typed in Subrant and I was like there's no way I'm gonna get Subrant I'm sure that username has mm-hmm. been taken I didn't I didn't research it beforehand but boom I type it in it's like oh wow that's gonna be our username that's amazing good which is different from your screen name. I don't know if I'm using the proper terminology, but you know, you can change your screen name. You can change that to whatever you want, but the username at subrant right. is the more important one. That's the one you can't change. Easily you can change it, but not not as easily. Mm-hmm. Well, it lied to me. It said, Yeah, you can have subrant. 
And then I, I set up the account and I tried going to Subrent because I'm linking to it from my website and it's not the right account. I was like, wait, this isn't my account that I just set up. What the hell is what the hell is going on? So I go back into my account and I see that even though it said, yeah, you can have that username, it gave me rant sub instead. Oh, so initially rant. we were at rant sub. And oh, I'm like, no, what no, the no, hell no. is this? You up and lied to me about what the username was going to be. So I, I actually cha- was able to change it to Subrant Podcast. So it's okay. at Subrant Podcast. Right. But that just annoyed me so much. I mean, they basically just lied to me. It's like, no, no, you can have that username. No, I can't have that. You just flipped it around. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I don't know. And then, of course, on a daily basis, they are trying desperately to, to get me to follow topics. I only follow people. I don't want to follow your damn topics. But they just throw the most, they just, I don't, right. I don't know if initially they were trying to figure out what I was interested in. And maybe initially, you know, six months ago, they were actually showing me trends or topics that I might want to follow. But now they're just throwing every topic they have in the books, like Hollywood or actors or a specific actor or comedy or all the stuff that I have absolutely right. I zero interest in. I saw that last night. I don't recall that from <laughs> Yeah, before. it's new. It's always changing. They're, they're yeah, always finding like, new I'm ways like, to annoy you. Oh, my you. God. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, it, it's, it's a frustrating interface because they're just trying to shove more crap down my throat. I just want to see the tweets from the people that I'm following. I don't want to see the likes of the people I'm following. I just want to see their tweets. Right. I'm constantly having to tell Twitter, no, I, I'm not interested in this tweet. Show me fewer likes from Sarah Cooper, for instance. I don't want to see her likes. I just want to see her tweets. I don't care what she's interested in. Right. I'm just, I followed I'm, her. I'll probably continue following her. I'm just interested in her tweets. She had yeah. a great tweet the other day about uh, something like, there are two things you need to know about me. One is I spend all my days cooking vegan meals at home. <laughs> and two, I'm a liar. <laughs> I, I, she said it better than me, obviously. I love she's it. A, she's a professional. She is a professional. I'm evidently not a poet, but I, I found a poem. I feel like I just ranted a little bit about Twitter. You so let's, do you, you want to share your Twitter poetry with us? I'll share my Twitter poetry the, just in the Wayback Machine. The do you way mind? Back. Yeah. Okay, this is in response to an Associated Press article on 10 to 18. This says the Trump administration moves to weaken U.S. radiation rules, says a bit of radiation may be good for you. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, okay. So I wrote this poem. And just and my poetry is never well thought out. You know, we, we have a nuclear plant here. We can probably go get some. Oh, my God. Don't even start me on that. That is like... Indian Point? What's wrong with Indian Point? Indian Point. Isn't it Indian Point? Palo Verde. Palo, whatever. Just because I don't know what... Uh, Same thing. Okay, oh, my God. Point. Fair oh point. Oh, my God. No, that's just... <laughs> uh, that's always been a fear of mine. I think we're in the zone of... I think you are, too, here. No. What, the Motorola zone? No, no. The zone of, like, evacuation. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're all in the evacuation zone. I'm not going anywhere. I need a to-go bag. But anyway, so anyway, so that was, I was responding to this. It's not a to-go bag. It's a go bag. Oh, oh, to-go bag. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, do we need to prep you? We need to do more coffee. Maybe we should talk about prepping on this show. Prepping? Yeah, prepping our artwork to get it out of here. (laughs) I'm sorry. What? Read your Let poet. me read my poem. Read, read okay, your so poem. in response to that article about the Trump administration moving to weaken radiation rules. Guidelines, right. I just sat down, and it's always off the cuff. It doesn't rhyme. Don't, it doesn't make you, sense. You're, you're, I'm just no, saying. No preamble. Just, no preamble. Just okay. get into it. Okay. So the title of the poem is Different Day, New BS, a radiation poem. Flip the script. What isn't is. Up is down is up, news says. Yet... Some will profit, some won't live, because radiation exposure is cumulative. Just saying. Yeah, that's great. Wow. (laughs) Twitter poetry, folks. 
I don't know if you're familiar with the show Orville. It was a <laughs> oddly conceived show by, what's his name? McFarlane, the guy who did uh, Family Guy and a bunch of other really mm-hmm. popular shows. I, I like the, him. Gen- I don't like Family Guy, but I do like American Dad, which is another, and I don't want to get too far down on it. On one of the episodes, they have this, this idiot who tries to write poetry. I'm not saying idiot in, in re- reference to your poetry. I'm just saying that it was interesting oh. that this guy, this, he, he, wrote, he wrote a really bad poem. And he, he he read it to a woman, and the woman's like, "That's," and he he's desperately asking this person to give him honest feedback. Right. And so when she eventually gives him honest feedback and you know eviscerates the po- the poem because mm-hmm. it was terrible, he's like, "Oh man, that was really bad. You're a bad person for saying that." And then <laughs> and then he reads the poem to a really dumb guy, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, "Oh my god, that just changed my life. I really needed to hear that." See, you it's really- all in the communication occurs in the receiver. Art is in the eye of the beholder. Correct. No, come on. There, there. See, this is one of the main falsities of art. Oh no! Here we. There go. is an objective nature to art. There is objectively good art and objective. Well, there's no bad art. If it's not, if it's quote bad art, is just not art. Right. So there's bad poetry, or it's just not poetry. I am not capable or competent to make judgments on poetry. I know my limitations, and I don't. I don't understand music, and I don't understand art. I mean, art. You, you po- understand poetry. Art. I poetry. understand art. I don't understand poetry. <laughs> Though I do question whether I, I understand art because I read Art News and Colossus uh, and, and I, I look at art every week. Mm-hmm. And I'm still just totally dumbfounded by the, the people that get shows and the work that's hung in galleries. I'm just, it just seems like the same crap over and over again. And I just don't understand how this stuff rises to the top. I don't understand. A lot of that. I think what we need to do moving forward, since we talk about art, I would like to have local artists mm-hmm. talk, and we know them. Uh, yeah, we ha- uh, on Heatstroke we had uh, Tim Johnson, who's a local painter. That was a great, uh, a great conversation. Good. Yeah, we need some of that. He, he actually, I showed him uh, at uh, Meditative Art Gallery before we could shut it down. Oh God, <laughs> I miss that space. That, that was, was a great space. It was a great space. Yes, I in my continuing effort to time my life perfectly i opened a gallery in january of 2020 uh-huh. and closed it in march of 2020 right so maybe not the shortest lived gallery in the world they may, may be able to find galleries that had shorter lives than that but that's pretty short that was pretty short yeah when we were working on that before i knew you like in october november december right. and it was just i i thought it, you know it had such potential it was such a diamond in the rough and and i was so happy when when you came on board, you know, it was just so fun. And then you took over and I was so happy. And I was, <laughs> you're happy <laughs> when I take over. I was really I come, happy. I come in and take over your shit. Well, I was, no, I mean, I was not equipped. You had the background and I, I didn't have the energy psychic or otherwise to, to put into that or the background. And so, um, and so it was really disappointing. It was really disappointing oh, yeah, yeah. that that space had to go away. Close so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I wonder, like a lot of the other, I've not been up and down Roosevelt Row to see what else is there, what's left of the Arts District. I'm sure a lot of people moved on or things have changed hands. No, it's always hard to have an art space, especially yeah. down here. I, It's really weird, Phoenix. When I moved to Houston, I got involved in the art community really quickly and I just got engaged very easily and very mm-hmm. quickly and I started knowing people and knowing the galleries. Even to this day, even after I've been here 10 years and I had a gallery for three months, I still don't feel like I know anything about the art world here. It just, it seems like it's a much harder place to get rooted into. I don't know if it's me or if it's just something different about, I I think part of it is that the first Fridays, 
seemed kind of half-assed to me. Uh, we had a right. similar thing in Houston, but we only did it once a year. We did the art crawl once a year, and we had the trolleys. And the trolleys went all over, well, not all over town, but pretty far. And mm-hmm. they were very consistent. Mm-hmm. It was like, you were, if you were on the map, you were on the map. Right. And you could get a trolley. It doesn't seem like it works that way here. I've been out to First Friday several times where trolleys were supposed to go to certain places and never showed up. So it was kind of hard to get around. Well, we were on the map when we started with Meditative Arts, and Melinda and I went to several meetings to you know art link and yeah. not to not to slam them or anything they were very gracious they haven't they had a nice space i don't know if it still even exists over at the old park central mall off on, on central yeah, there's art link Are is still, still there okay still they're still there and so they had good meetings and they were planning for for detour you know for that march for the art detour in 2020 and we were in the planning thing i mean we went to every meeting i even went to a meeting one time with donna and they'd canceled the meeting. We didn't know. So we were there even when they didn't <laughs> yeah. have a meeting. Okay. We were so committed. And they had us on the map. And we thought, I don't think the trolley ever stopped in front of Meditative Arts. There was misunderstanding and miscommunication about whether or not we were, the Meditative Arts was supposed to be on the trolley stop or not. But we were on the map. And yeah, and the idea that we couldn't even figure that out or get clarity on that is was was you know kind of a sign that maybe things were a little bit not rotten. Uh, rotten is too strong a word, but maybe uh, less optimized or less organized right it was less organized right because i thought you know the the placement of the studio was interesting because it was in much quite a residential area like a commercial space kind of in this mixed-use area right but we were at the end of roosevelt row and the beginning of grand we would you know you could be we were in between you know we're on the way to grand we were on the way to grand we could have been the first stop and when they did the grand festival or whatever the hell that was no one came to the studio that night i stayed with melinda all night they were marketing us as the first studio on the grand Mm -hmm. and other than that we were the last studio on roosevelt row but irrespective of that if we were right between someone could have stopped i even was on the trolley one time with melinda and i'm like talking i'm like oh are we gonna stop at meditative arts (laughs) you know and the guy begrudgingly stopped gorilla marketing i'm like i heard this was like really fantastic like this is a great space it's a hundred year old building it's gorgeous i'm just like doing this whole thing melinda's like well oh god i can't believe we're doing this (laughs) and so i and the three of us got off i was with melinda and, and another gal and that was it and I tried everything, including making a spectacle of myself on yeah, the damn trolley I love that. and forcing them to stop. And, and, and yeah, I, I mean, didn't work. I, I, I think if we'd stayed, we would eventually work that out. Uh, but um, I also wasn't. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a art link bash, but uh, I was very deeply unimpressed with their response to COVID. They never really canceled Art Detour, and they did kind of. Right. But it took them a really long time and they try to come up with these, you know, virtual events, which I think were just kind of lame. But they should have, you know, been a way more proactive, like in February. Right. To say, okay, well, we have to we have to cancel this. People are not going to. But they, I'm pretty sure they still had open galleries. I don't March. know. Because by was that close. time. I was close. You know, we were closed. We were not done doing any of this stuff. Forget about it. You know, we, we some of us were able to read the news and see what was happening and decide that this well, kind of art link thing is a perfect storm to avoid. Well, right. And and particularly when we had First Fridays and that one episode that we had with the um the home tour, the FQ Story home tour, there were moments where it was like no one was in the studio. Oh, yeah. But there were moments when it was super crowded. Right. And by the grace of God, I remember at one point and you know, people coming in, and it was just a crush in that studio. Mm-hmm. That one, you know, you remember we were there for three days. I remember thinking at one point, I wish I had a mask on. Yeah. Even before COVID, like no one had COVID on the map. That was like what December? Well, it was coming in. Yeah, well, December. It was was that December? It was December. Okay. 
December that was, yeah, that would have been a little bit early. It was a little but, bit early, but, but January, I was thinking flu. We, we, we knew this in mid-January, that right. things, were, things were happening. And by February, you know, middle of February, it was clear that steps needed to be taken. And that's when I realized that I was going to have to close the gallery, or at least temporarily. I didn't realize it was going to be permanently, but I knew I was going to have to do it. I, I knew Art Detour was not going to happen at our gallery. No. And that's, I remember talking to you about it. I'm like, no, I would, I would definitely shudder. There was, there would be no way in hell in that building. It was just too. It was irresponsible. I it think. was irresponsible. Yeah. And you have anybody that, yeah, it's irresponsible. You can't protect the artist. You can't protect the consumer. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it was just. Yeah. Who knows how many cases came from Art Detour. I don't know. I don't know. I know I canceled my trip down to Tucson that year because I usually go down for the Gem and Mineral show. And it's Mm. usually like a big thing. Like we go down and and stay for a couple days. And it was all arranged with a couple friends. And I'm like, I I don't know. And so I'm buying gloves. I didn't even think of masks at that time. I thought I'll buy gloves because I really don't want to touch anything. And then I'm like, no, I probably should wear masks. Would that be over the top? And no one, it was early February. No one was really doing that. And then no, I, thought, I, I know, but now, of course, it's hard to go maskless. Right. And you're going to have to pry my mask off of my cold, dead corpse. Oh, outside? <laughs> no, I, no I, don't, I don't wear it. I've never worn a mask outside. But uh, going into stores, I'm always going to wear a mask. I'm always going to wear a mask. Yeah, always. And But I canceled. And you know, I keep looking for the guy with a knife. Oh, God. But, <laughs> well, the feedback I got from the like friends who've listened, they're like, I, the Costco guy that was... Just, just to recap... Uh, the, about a month ago, I guess it was, uh, Catherine went into a Costco with a mask on. And this was a point where Costco no longer had the mask mm-hmm. mandate. And maybe 20, 25% of the people weren't wearing masks. And you, this guy, this weird Arizonan guy with a knife strapped to his thigh <laughs> and, a, and a, a basket full of meat came up to you and started harassing you <laughs> basically did. for wearing a mask. He did. And he said that I looked... Uh, he said, "You look, you look funny. You have a funny look in your face. The part that I can see, and that's when I knew I just had to get." I'm like, "Seriously, it was, and it was my first time out of the right, house. Right, right. I can't I, even I reiterate that, that I enough." Just, I just want to get the yeah, well. and yeah. So that didn't happen this time. I went alone, and then I had that nice interaction at Soul Market, and so I'm over it. But no one was wearing masks at Costco. It was me and some other person. I mean, there was the percentage of vaccination in Maricopa County. It's astonishing because you know that they're not fully vaccinated. If there's like hundred people in Costco, no, but you know, Maricopa people. County certainly has made an effort to get. Yeah, people they're vaccinated. making. I wish we'd make a bigger effort. Oh no, I think the effort is there. I just think there are the recipient. It's it's not on the government. It's the government of Maricopa County County has not failed to offer vaccines. No, they have not. It's the residents have failed to take them up on that offer. Yes, and, and it's I, not completely failure. I, I think they're. I think we're doing better than some, not as well as we would like to. But. Right. I just wish we would do better. So we talk, So we really are not very good at talking about social media because last week I just went on and on about TikTok, and this week we just talked about Twitter. There are a lot more medias out there to talk about, but I guess we probably should save that for next week. We could save it for next we'll week. We'll do one, one social media site a week. That's what I'm thinking because okay. now I have to dabble. And I had an Instagram account for like a minute. And That's then, a good one to talk about. I know Instagram well. Oh, I need some help. And, and so I'm, I'm going to re-engage yeah, with I'm, Instagram. Yeah, I'm off. I used to be a huge Instagram. Okay, tell me about addict. Instagram. Let's just talk about it. No, no, no. It. We'll, do, we'll do it next time. We'll I'm do just, it next I'm time. Just, just a little teaser. It's like I, I used to be an addict and now I'm not. Be- and and almost entirely, this is on Instagram. Instagram pushed me away. Oh, Twitter pushed me away. I, I, as I was reading through my old stuff, I thought I was way, I was doing this way too much. And I wonder what I didn't do when I was doing all this. So uh, next week we can talk about Instagram. We'll talk about Instagram. And art. And art. And Phoenix.
and Phoenix. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you, James.